Coming up, I'm going to tell you how to spot fake confidence in others and in yourself. And then there's a major shift towards self-employment. We'll break it down. It's really interesting, and it may be for you. Let's go. Helping you win at work and in life, I'm Ken. All right, how many of you heard the phrase, fake it till you make it? Oh, yeah, you probably have. You probably said it. I know I have. Ha! I'm just faking it till I make it. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I've got newfound uh, opinion on that phrase. Because I it's used in a way that is uh, motivational. You know, fake it till you make it, man. It, it, it The phrase fake it till you make it is kind of tied to courage. You know, just get out, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I started thinking about it when I, when I developed today's teaching, which is how to spot fake confidence in others and in ourselves. Ooh. And uh, we're going to have some therapy today. I, I should have had them move the desk today and put a couch in. And I lay back on the couch because I'm about ready to own some stuff that I have to own so that you really feel it for yourself. It's just easier to watch somebody else pour their guts out and be honest about their junk than it is to be about your own junk. So I hope in sharing some of my junk today, it'll help you deal with your junk. All right, uh, because this is a healthy thing, and I've been working on this for a while. All right, so that's coming. But this this fake it till you make it. The reason I've gotten so much passion about this not being actually good advice is because when we fake it till we make it, what we're actually doing is we are overconfident, and overconfident is not good. Confident is great. Real pure confidence, it's it's the sauce of life. Confidence. We all long for it. Even if we don't realize that that's what we need or what we want, confidence is what we are all after because confidence allows us to truly step forward, to step out, to step up in any area of our life. All right, so we get that. So Fake it till you make it if you're not careful with that. And I get it. It's it's using a sense of, you know what? Just step out and go for it. That part of the idea is absolutely right. But the idea of totally faking it sets us up to not only screw up, but to become unhealthy. So there's two types of fake confidence. What are they? First is bragging. If you want to spot overconfidence or fake confidence in people pay attention to how much they're bragging okay now this the word bragging is kind of a fun word because it really if you think about the first time we kind of come in contact with that word is usually in elementary school or middle school it's it's in our childhood context and because it is a very immature thing and yet we all do it and so bragging is i'm talking big i'm Calling attention to how good I am because I'm trying to convince myself. 
That's what bragging is. Uh, and, and this is the hard part for me. I'm going to own it. And I'm not going to blame it on anything. But in the world that I'm in, in the journey that I've taken to this point when I started in broadcasting from scratch, I had a lot of doubters, a lot of naysayers. People wouldn't give me a shot. You're too old, Coleman. You don't have the experience, all the things. And I already had a chip on my shoulder, which I don't have time to unpack that in today's show. But I already had a chip on my shoulder and a lot of naysayers and a lot of doubters. So you know what it did to me? It turned me into an insecure puddle who also happened to believe, <laughs> which is such a weird cocktail. I believed that I had what it took. And, and, and I believe deeply in the path that I was supposed to take. In other words, my why was strong. But we all have our insecurities. And in my case, I was facing some pretty uphill stuff. And so I felt like I was always self-promoting and I was always trying to convince others but in reality, I did a lot of self-promoting and bragging and name-dropping and still have to be careful of that because I'm just a natural self-promoter. I'm excited about what I do. I'm a promoter in general of people. So this is something, folks, I have to be very, very careful of here at Ramsey Solutions. Ever, i got to be careful of this. This is painful to admit. This is something that I am aware of that I can slide into pretty easily when I get into a place of doubt and insecurity. And so the fake confidence is bragging because you're actually trying to convince yourself. It comes across like you're trying to convince others, but in all reality, you're trying to convince yourself that you belong. And that's the weird, twisted irony of it. Somebody who's bragging is ultimately trying to convince themselves in the process of convincing others. So that's a sure sign of overconfidence, in other words, fake confidence. Who are you trying to convince? If you're bragging, you're actually trying to convince yourself, so let's go deeper and find out what's, what is within me, what am I doubting, what am I fearing, what's going on here to where I feel like I got to self-promote, I got to brag. All right, now the second type of fake confidence. This is threatening. People that threaten others, that is a fake confidence. It is a wounded child. It is someone that feels attacked, and thus they threaten. These are bad, weak, wounded leaders do this. We first come in contact with this, just like we do bragging in elementary school. We come in contact with threats in elementary school. In other words, it's the bully. See, the bully on the playground is actually exhibiting fake confidence. We've all experienced the bully, and my dad used to tell my brother and I, hey, guys, somebody pushes you around or threatens you, you stand up to them. If that means you got to punch them in the nose first, go for it. Now, some of you probably at shock and aghast that my barbarian dad would say that, but that's what parents said to kids in the 70s and probably earlier than that. Why? Because you got to show the bully you're not afraid of the bully, and so you stand up to the bully. What does the bully do? When you stand up to the bully, the bully shrinks. What's the bully trying to do? The bully's trying to convince others. So when we're bragging, we're trying to convince ourselves that we belong or that we are enough. And when we threaten, we're trying to convince others. We're trying to weaken others, scare others, manipulate others. 
so that we can establish our worth and status. That's what's going on. So this fake it till you make it sets you up to become a bragger or a bully. That's why we've got to be careful. The reason that I'm calling this out is because I see an overwhelming desire in our culture for confidence to just be who I am supposed to be, and I'm all for that. But fake confidence is toxic in your personal and professional life. It's toxic. It won't do you any favors. In fact, it'll hold you back and maybe label you for a very long time. Helping you get unstuck so that you can become unstoppable. I'm Ken. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, we are growing, and I want to say a big thank you, and then I want to ask you to do something that will take just a moment of your time. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, will you subscribe? If you're enjoying the show, which I presume if you keep coming back, something's bringing you back, uh, subscribe and share. And then on podcast, uh, the follow is the big thing. If you could follow us. And uh, give us a five-star review. That would be great. And oh my goodness, folks, I've been dreaming about doing this for a while. Uh, I'm doing the old solo trip. I'm coming out on the road to do what we do on this show, and that is help people get clarity, confidence, and courage to be who they were born to be. Kansas City, April 20th. Chicago, May 16th. Atlanta, May 18th, Dallas, May 23rd, the career breakthrough event, yours truly, coming out to the road, and we're just going to meet you where you are. We're going to take your questions. You've ever wanted to call on the show, but you're going, I don't know about that. You just want to be in the room and get true breakthrough. Walking out of that room that night, I believe you'll have the formula to finally do that thing you've been wanting to do. I'll be there to answer your questions in person. Going to be a lot of fun. Tickets start at just 50 bucks, and everybody who buys a ticket gets the Get Clear Career Assessment. KenColeman.com slash events. KenColeman.com slash events. I can't wait to be with the people. See you there. All right. So we've heard about self-employment data on this show, where I have shared that a majority of Americans, I believe it's in the 70 percentile, somewhere in that range, want to be self-employed. And yet, the amount of Americans that are self-employed, a whole lot less in the single digits. Well, we got some new data, and this might be the moment. You talk about breakthrough? This could be a breakthrough moment for those of you who are in the overwhelming majority of Americans who want to be self-employed, but you haven't decided to do it. Very interesting data. A new study by MBO Partners in their Life Goals report found that self-employed people outperform all other workers when it comes to achieving the top three goals that American workers have. They are spending time with family, leading a fulfilling life, and getting the most out of life. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interpret that phrasing, if I might. Spending enough time with family, it totally 
we get what that means. Leading a fulfilling life, again, I think that's just truly enjoying what you what your life looks like. But getting the most out of life, to me, see, that's about winning. People feel like they're winning. So here's a statement from Miles Everson, CEO of MBO Partners, on the study that he calls a wake-up call for corporate America, and it is. He says, human capital scarcity is one of the most significant issues a company has. Okay, let me give you real talk. That's where we have more people, excuse me, more jobs available right now in our economy than we do who are, that are unemployed. We're talking about millions of jobs. There's a job gap. That's why a lot of restaurants in your area, just as one example, can't hire anybody. More jobs available than people who are unemployed. We have 3.4% unemployment right now. People are choosing not to be a full-time employee. You can deny it. And he's talking about leaders, business leaders. But when you don't have the ability to source the people you need because so many people have moved to the world of independent professionals, you ignore the data to your peril. Okay, so here is the uh, disparity between what this study is calling independent workers. So that means they could be gig workers or freelancers, uh, self-employed, digital nomads. That's kind of your description versus people that are working uh, for someone else. Okay. Uh, in a traditional office setting or, you know, salaried with no flexibility. So you could be a remote worker in this, but obviously you're working for someone full-time versus those other settings. Okay. 63% of independent workers say they're successful in spending time with their families compared to 55% of other workers. 61% of independents say they're successful in leading a fulfilling life compared to 54% of other workers. 57% of independents say they are getting the most out of life, though they feel like they're winning. Now, this is a little tighter versus 52% of workers working for other companies. Now, this is a piece of data that is very interesting, and the disparity grows here. 64% of independents said they were able to experience continued personal growth compared to 54% of the U.S. workforce. Now, that's a significant gap, not surprising to me at all. The ability to be selective about the type of work performed seems... Seems. I've been telling you this every day on the Ken Coleman Show. It's why I write the books I write. That's why I created the Get Clear Assessment. It's why I'm coming out on our first tour. Seems. It's completely obvious. The ability to be selective about the type of work performed seemed to contribute to fulfillment. Many self-employed people are part of the creator economy and their daily work consists of, listen, projects they have chosen. Well, I'll be. Well, of course. That's why I teach that when you use what you do best to do work you love, to produce results that you care deeply about, you are in your sweet spot. You are on purpose. That's the dream job. The dream job is not some fantastical unicorn that no one can get to. It just means you're spending most of your day using your talent to perform passion to accomplish a mission that you care about. All right. The report found that the top three reasons people choose independent work are pursuing a passion, work they love, doing meaningful work. That's 
creating results that they care about. Traditional job holders are more satisfied with their income than independents overall, with 76% of traditional workers citing satisfaction versus 68% of independent workers. But let me break that piece of data down. I'll almost guarantee you that the data shows that the reason there's a gap there is because a lot of the people they polled are still not where they want to be financially because they're in that building stage. And you got the traditional worker who is marked by someone who is safe and scared. I just want my salary and my 401k and my pension, Ken. Just leave me alone. I just I just got to know that I got a dental plan. Okay. okay. By the way, uh, let me just tell you that the sh- my show and my content is not for you, if that's you. If all you want is complacency disguised as safety, my show is not for you. But if you long for something else, but you're stuck in complacency, I'm your guy. Most, the most, now this is very interesting, Alex. The most satisfied workers seem to be digital nomads. They outscored independent workers and traditional workers in eight categories. Listen to this. Helping others, spending time with family, a purposeful life, a fulfilling life, getting the most out of life, continued personal growth, being on track for retirement, and creating wealth. 92% of digital digital nomads said they were highly satisfied. Now, the digital nomad is the person that is that remote worker and or they work for themselves and the work that they do they can do it anywhere in the world because of the laptop and the internet and so they're getting the added benefit of changing environments traveling so that does not surprise me and i'm not saying that everybody needs to become a digital nomad but why do i share this because it's back to the idea that while everybody says they want to be self-employed, very few do, what they're really saying is, I want to do work that I want to do. Right? Think about it. Why do entrepreneurs start? They want to choose how they work, where they work, when they work, who they work with, and how much and how often they work. And here's the deal. Aside from that last one, you can work for a great company and do all those things. Here's what everybody's searching for, and I'm here to help you with We want to do something that we want to do. Hey, I want to hang out with you. For those of you that watch and listen to the show and uh, you'd say, hey, man, I'd love to hang out and just throw some questions your way, Ken, and get your take on it. Well, that's what we're doing. If you're near Kansas City, Missouri on April the 20th, you're near Chicago, Illinois on May 16th, you're near Atlanta, Georgia on May 18th, you're near Dallas, Texas on May 23rd, I'd love to see you. Uh, we're doing the career breakthrough event, and I'm just going to hang out with you. You're going to get to ask questions. A lot of people are going to get to ask questions. I'm not going to talk at you. We're going to talk with you. It is going to be absolutely fun. KenColeman.com slash events. If you want to hang out in those cities, come on. You want to bring a friend who needs some breakthrough? And you go, Ken, if I bring them, can they ask a question? The answer is yes. Come on, let's go. KenColeman.com slash events. I'll see you there.
All right, let's go to Cece in Birmingham, Alabama. Cece, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Ken. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you. You don't know how long it's been that oh, I've wanted to talk to you. Oh, my goodness. So good. Well, great. <laughs> what can I do? Well, um, I have been in my career over 30 years, and um, I'm feeling extremely burned out. Mm bored. I've kind of reached the plateau. Um, I'm 57 and um, I kind of want to do something new. Yes. And I need your help. Yes. Well, let me just (laughs) first. I'm driving my husband insane. I know. Poor guy. Poor guy. All right. We're going to help him out. Okay. Here's the deal. (laughs) You're burned out because you're bored. Yeah. So. I've got a couple other little things that go along with it. I'm sure. I don't like where the company's going. Good. Good. Okay. So we are leaving. Okay. Go ahead and say it. I I, am leaving. I am leaving. Great. Now we've decided that. (laughs) Now we decide when we're leaving. We're deciding where we're leaving to. And we want to make sure we know our why. So that is the process of quitting. Right. So we get real clear so that we're confident in the quit. And I think in some ways you're just looking for permission because you're wondering, am I crazy? Exactly. You're not. Yeah. You're not. And by the way, you're not too old. Okay. I heard you drop your age in there. The only reason a woman tells anybody her age is because it's a factor in something she's thinking about. Am I right? Exactly. All right. So I want to go ahead and take, let's take 57 off the table. Okay. Because I'm I'm 48, soon to be 49. 57 mm. is not old. <laughs> okay. 57 is seasoned. You know? Okay. You know? Yeah. You ever had a really good bottle of wine, Cece? Mm-hmm. You okay. know, turns out the ones that are older taste better. Exactly. You got a lot to offer. Okay. I do, and I, and I feel like that. I feel like there's a calling out there. Great. What are you, what's and- calling you? That's what I want to focus on, because I think you um, have an idea. What's calling at you, Cece? Well, I mean, I've thought about just a million different things to do. I I really want, I feel like I'm a very, very good um, support person or customer service person. Um, But but deeper than that, you know, almost like a concierge or uh, experienced person. Now we're Um, getting somewhere. Now we've got some breakthrough. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I want you to dive in on that right there. You just gave us the idea. You don't have a million ideas. That's false. You don't have a million ideas. You're thinking about a million scenarios, but the idea at its core is I love serving others. So then the next question becomes, who do you want to serve? What particular problem or desire do you want to help them meet? Right. And when you just said that concierge thing and experience thing, I went, boom, she just gave it to me. You, okay. So I'm going to take a shot. Okay. And I want you to correct anything I say. I okay. think that what you really want to do is serve people who desire to have a great memory or a great experience. Exactly. Yes. There it is. And appreciates it. And appreciates yes. it, right? So okay. I want everybody at home, and, and I want you to get this, Cece. By the way, this is what we're going to be doing at my live event. 
All right, this kind of stuff where everybody in the room is going, oh, I see it. Now watch. Once you realized that it is a problem or a desire, and you were able to say it to me without even knowing that construct, you were like, I want to serve people. Well, that could be a problem mm-hmm. through uh, maybe a therapist role, a financial coach, right? Those, those are a problem-focused service. But once you said concierge, you gave me the clue, and then you said experience, and then I went, you want to meet a desire. Now, there's a very different customer and a very different thing. Uh, someone who is hurting, that's a whole different ballgame. But someone who is longing, that's a totally different ballgame. So in this situation, you got to be okay to realize, why does the serving by meeting a desire, why does that light me up? And for you, it's the experience for somebody who really wants it. So let's just have some fun. Let's just say we pick one day, okay, tomorrow. Okay. And it's just this fun fantasy land we're going to enter into for just a moment. So I want you to suspend disbelief, turn your brain off, and I want you to turn your heart on. You got it? Okay. Okay, here we go. Tomorrow, one day, you get paid. Let's call it uh, your day rate right now, what you make. Your salary. Let's say I bump it by 20%. One day only. It's a big fun test. Doesn't hurt your current career. Nothing. Just a woo. We get to try it. And we're in this lane. I'm serving people. To help them create a great experience that they will appreciate for a very long time. What would be that thing you would do for one day? First thing that comes to your mind. It's already there. Say it. Well, I I like helping older no, people. No, don't, oh, okay. don't, don't, don't. You're starting okay. to think. You When All somebody right. goes, well, I, 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 that's <laughs> thinking. You already got the answer. Go, say it. Older people, mm-hmm. go, say it. Helping, helping them downsize, helping them, um, you know, consolidate their life, get their life organized, and help them with that. So great. Okay. That wasn't so hard, was it? No. <laughs> but what you're doing is, is even in trying to describe that to me, you're thinking your way through it because you're trying to validate the idea in your mind. And I need you out of your mind. And I really do want your heart to say, I want to help elderly people make a transition for a better life. You start saying it different ways. Mm-hmm. And see, yeah. now, when I said it that way, you go, mm. and it's not because I'm a great communicator. It's just that I don't have, my brain's not engaged. I'm just simply listening to you and you're sharing your heart with me and I'm spitting it back to you without all of the constructs and all of the blockers, the blockers, like, well, how would I do it? Where would I do it? Uh, see, right. you feel me now? Right, exactly. All right. Yeah. What, so let's just, in the remaining, I only got about two, I got about a minute and a half. Here's what I want you to show me. Why is it that you want to help those elderly people make that transition? Where's that coming from in your heart? I feel like I can help them get organized because I've, I've actually done that recently for my, um, for a family member. Um, and I feel like, I am not pushy, but I am uh, leading, and, and I it. can lead them to. And, and in doing so, it lit your heart on fire. Exactly. Because for many, many years, more years than we want to admit, your heart has not been engaged at work. And then you go help this family member make a transition, and you use those skills of being organized and a planner and all that kind of thing, and you just started going to town. 
and you took some liberties because they were a family member and you gave them some advice and they took it. And when it worked, your heart just went boom. Exactly. All right. So that's it. So now here's the homework assignment. We're going to, okay. we're not going to overthink anymore. We're going to go see who's helping the elderly in Birmingham, Alabama. We start there. All right. Okay. In order to help people, I got to know where those people are and who's helping them. And I begin to see what are the opportunities. And maybe this is a side business. Maybe you do this um, as a result of estate planners or who knows. Find out who's helping these old people. God bless them. I know that sounds terrible when I say that, but <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Who's helping senior citizens transition? Okay. Find out. And then you may have come up with a totally different variation of what we just talked about. But here's the deal. You know who you want to help and why you want to help and keep doing the exercise. And it's got to keep coming back to that. You got it, CC. You matter. You have what it takes. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.